Hello, hello, hello to our massive listener base. Welcome back to Cocktails and Clarity with Haley and Hannah. I'm Haley. I'm Hannah. Did you guys hear that sweet, sweet beat just now? That wasn't T-Pain. No, it wasn't. Because again, for legal reasons, my issue, not Haley's. Um, We're about to make it, I'm pretty sure. So why not have an original beat? Um, Huge, huge shout out to uh, my good friend, Joe Wheeler, for um, composing that for us. We really appreciate it. And you know, keep an eye out for him because he's going to be, he's going to be big. Mm-hmm. That was basically our first sponsorship and he didn't even pay us, but I think we're practicing. Yeah. Um, Do I feel like I should be paying him under the table? <laughs> Absolutely. So, are we losing money on this beat? Probably. But you know what? It's good. It's good. So hopefully you guys are listening to this through iTunes, through the podcast app or something a little less hood rat than SoundCloud. We're so excited to finally be accepted into the community, even with our explicit rating. And because of that, we had to, um, for legal reasons, ditch my favorite song, Buy You a Drink by T-Pain, and upgrade to our original song. So thank you again, Joe Wheeler. So um, it is Tuesday. We're drinking. We're drinking. <laughs> Should we cheers? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> cheers. Good to be back. Good to be back. Um, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Did you have a good weekend? We spent the whole thing together. So we maybe did. we could just recap a little thank bit. Thank you for asking me about the weekend. Um, again, on our iTunes app, it says um, parental advisory. It or does. Something. We so, have a parental advisory um, Mom sticker. and dad, hide your children because it's going to get a little raunchy <laughs> on this episode. Do you think we got tagged as explicit because of my blowjob and like strap-on references or because of my um, cussing? I don't think you've done anything. I did call in the last episode about Rodney's, you know, ex fling. I called her a bitch. So I don't know. That's probably why. That's probably why. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Okay. Back to the weekend. Anyways. Yes. So the weekend. um, Yeah. It was, it was a blast of a weekend. Um, Saturday, I felt like couldn't have gone better. Um, Listeners to give you some context. um, And I think since I've pretty much become known as the sporty one out of Haley and I. I think that's confirmed. Um, So back in January, I was taking to some pretty serious sports bets. And I was in Napa with um, a friend of mine. And we were, you know, out tasting wine in downtown Napa. We bought one of those little passes where you can, like, go from tasting room to tasting room. Um, Our, you know, men were out golfing. So we were like, why not just go taste, you know, every possible winery, like, in in downtown Napa. So we make it to a nice little shop called Mason Cellars. Shout out. Yep. Shout out to Mason Cellars. We're actually, some of us are about to be drinking some Mason Cellars wine tonight. So mm-hmm. excellent. A fabulous Merlot. Um, but anyways, so we make it to Mason Cellars. I'm at this point generously overserved. Like I'm, you know, flirting with a blackout at this stage. That's and a typical Saturday during the day. Right. Exactly. It was pouring rain. I think I was just drinking more. So anyways, I meet Jonathan, who is the Mason Cellars manager, tasting manager. And somehow, I honestly don't know how it happened, but find out that he is a Patriots fan. Ooh, we hate those. Yeah, definitely dislike those. So I pull out the one fact I have about football, which is that my home team, the Denver Broncos, who aren't favored in the Super Bowl, (laughs) are playing the Patriots in the AFC championship game that was happening that like following weekend. Right, right. So I was like, you know what, Jonathan, it makes sense that we make a wager. Like I was trying smack talk. Honestly, I'd love to hear what I even led with because like there's no way it was A, coherent and B, like anything to be intimidated by. But anyways, so I tell him that like I absolutely think the Broncos are going to take his team. And if so, like my wager is that I want him to close down Mason Cellars and host a private party for 20 of my friends and just endless wine pouring for the duration of the party. Thought it was a pretty like, you know, solid claim. Meanwhile, his end of the the spectrum was that I would have to dress up in a Hooters outfit um, and caddy for him and his golf buddies. So naturally... I took the bet. Naturally. Obviously. Where would you have even gotten a Hooters outfit? Amazon, probably. Oh, you're right. Right? It's easy these days. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I'm like, wow, like, thank you so much for noticing my newly sculpted gym bod. Like, awesome. <laughs> shout so out to we Base pull Camp. out, like, a, a napkin. We, you know, Quinn, shout out to Quinn, I guess, even though she doesn't listen to the podcast. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> writes, down the, um, writes down the bet. 
you know, Jonathan and I both sign and, and we're good to go. So fast forward a week, the Broncos win. And let's just say that Jonathan delivered. So this past Saturday, we uh, party busted up to uh, to Napa and to Mason Sellers and had a fabulous time. And, and he was a great host. And I think we all had a good time. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, you could tell when we walked in that he was just like defeated by how much money he was going to lose that day. But um, overall, a man of his word. We a respect that word. on Cocktails and Clarity. And I think he played it well because we all got drunk enough where I saw most of our guests walking out with a full case of wine. So something tells me that he actually made money on this bet. But you know what? Well done, sir. Well, well done, done, Jonathan. Um, and then on Sunday, Hannah and I had the pleasure of going bridesmaids dress shopping. Um, one of our best friends, Miss Caitlin, is getting married. Shout out to Kate. She's our first friend to get married. This is a huge deal. But <laughs> Hannah and I have realized that we do not look good in any bridesmaids dresses. No. We are what I would call apple shaped. I think that's Is fair. Is that the fruit you'd go with or a strawberry? Oh. Super top heavy. Top heavy for sure. I would go with apple. But like no matter what, like our best feature are our legs and not you put that us in that a great. gown and not we're that they're that screwed. great, but they're better than the but upper they're better. half. Oh, absolutely. So when you cover the legs with a long chiffon dress and you just accentuate the um waist and bust area, we look like we're like being squeezed into a small sausage case. <laughs> that one dress I put on, I literally looked like a weird like milkmaid. You, know you did look I mean? like a milkmaid. I did. Like I was like, God, where are my buckets? It was you like know, your, where boobs, are my cows? your boobs were just like kind of like pouring out of the top of it. Yeah, it was unattractive. Um, it was not a good look. It, was not a good look. It, it wasn't a good look. It wasn't a good look on me either. And, um, you know, I'm happy in whatever whatever we picked. We're going to we're gonna have a great day. But, um if anyone wants to get married and put us in slutty short dresses, sign me up. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, I, I think that, you know, one thing that, yes, actually bridesmaid dress shopping might not be, you know, my go-to activity, but, um, you know, that's of course, you know, bringing us to the fact that, you know, wedding season is upon us. Thank God. And as you mentioned, you know, I think our friends have kind of been, um, milking the slow roll in re relationships. And so for context, we are, 28, 29, our first friend finally is getting married. And we have watched all our friends from growing up, from high school, from college, get married over the past seven years. And we've just been waiting for it to happen, hoping it never happens. And it's all happening. Yes. I like that you said we're 28 and 29 and you and I are both 28, but that's awesome. Just to like <laughs> put one of us at 29. <laughs> we're the young spring chickens <laughs> okay. in our friend group. That makes sense. Um, so anyways, you know, that, that brings us to wedding season. So I think we're really excited, but I think, you know, wedding season, a, a lot of people start to think about like, there's these, I feel like a certain number of occasions in life that like you realize that you're single, right? Like yeah. wedding season's gotta be a big one. Like my big one, I would say is like reunions, you know, oh, like when you show up and you're like, well, still single. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Like our college nice reunion. To see you're married and happy. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would think I was telling you the other day, like our college reunion that you missed for some reason. I like, purposely avoided <laughs> that. <laughs> I opted in for it. That's right. Um, and I remember like standing there drinking and like looking at like this like couple that's like, oh, like we just got married. We bought a house. I'm like, oh my God, great. Like I learned how to for like roll over my 401k. So like, <laughs> it sounds like we're on an, like, you know, even playing field. Like that was before our original beat though. Now I think they'd be jealous and impressed. Absolutely. That's so fair. But no, I mean, I think there's a number of those occasions where you know you're single. And like, I I personally am excited because I think that that topic is, you know, kind of bringing us to a very, very special guest that we've brought on tonight. Yes. In um, the spirit of providing clarity to our listeners, talking about um, what it's like to be single, the dating world from more of a female perspective, we have brought on our first female guest this, we we tend to um gravitate towards like the peni on cocktails and clarity in terms of like who we interview who we want to get clarity from but just for balance we thought it was best to bring on um our female friend who is honestly the biggest boss bitch we know shout out back to episode four when we highlighted the differences between boss bitches dope bitches and bad bitches. I would say this girl is all, all three. She has the nicest department that she lives in all by herself, which is 
not really common in this hood. Um, she drives her own car, which she owns. Also, nothing that Hannah and I can uh, say that we have. Not she that has- my bus pass isn't <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, she has a boss marketing job. She kills it. Um, so please welcome to the podcast um, our Russian princess friend, Xenia. This is her real name. Welcome, girl. Good to have you on. Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm so flattered that you guys, you know, asked me to participate. Oh, of course. It was only a matter of time. (laughs) 100%. No, it's so good to have you here. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Absolutely. Um, We really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, as someone who has eight single weddings this year, (laughs) I do feel like I have something to contribute. Oh, how exciting. When you say single weddings, do you mean eight weddings to which you were not offered a plus one? Well... I think that my situation has been a little bit complicated in the past. Oh, so, can't wait to get into that. Yeah, mm. I mean, I think that most weddings generally, like if you're dating somebody for a period of time, you generally get the plus one. I think my status has kind of changed recently. So mm-hmm. I anticipate these weddings being very single. Very, very single. All right. Eight single weddings. <laughs> what a term. Um, well, we brought you on because like you're hot, you're awesome, you're, you're cool, you're funny, you're smart, yet you haven't locked down a good man yet. And so we wanted to kind of pick your brain about like what it's like, kind of like living in a, in a city with a ton of like single people and a ton of people in relationships and kind of going through like the ups and downs. So just to start out, like what would you say you're generally looking for? Like, do you have a type or are you just kind of seeing what's out there? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good question because it's something that, I haven't really been able to pinpoint. I've been dating for like 12 years. I've lived in three different cities and I think I've sort of seen it all when it comes to dating. Yeah. Um, So I think as far as a type, I just really, I just kind of want somebody who has their shit together. Like I don't want somebody who is just looking to fuck around and that's really hard to find. I think even though like I'm the, actually the 29 year old in the, in the room (laughs) here. So when you're 29, it's, it's despite that fact and like a lot of the friends around you Mm -hmm. who don't live in San Francisco kind of settling down, there's a lot of people in this age group that really aren't necessarily looking for the same things that I am. So I think I've like tended to veer a little bit older. Um, somebody who probably is sort of in that phase of their life. What like is your ideal age? If you had to pick, I would probably say thirty-five to forty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. So Great. slightly older. Just a Excellent. little, a little older. A little yeah. Salt and pepper. Yeah. A few yeah. miles on those tires. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't um, rule like a guy who's been divorced out. In kids. fact, um, I think kids would be a case by case. But I'm thinking like my theory on divorced guys is that like there was a point in time that they were obviously willing to commit. And <laughs> yeah, there you and go. That, that and narrows that, them down. Yeah, and that that's proven by the fact that there was a marriage certificate and like a legal stamp. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, are there dating apps that are for like single parents with children because you know that could be you know, that, that's something a really we could... interesting niche market and yeah. i think that that's something that perhaps i would be interested in like you know how there's farmers only which oh my <laughs> gosh that app kills me but it, they accept farmer enthusiasts like you don't even have to be a farmer yourself so it's like it could be divorced males with children enthusiasts well, which you, you know really rolls off the tongue nicely so <laughs> you know what's interesting is um I used to I, I lived in New York for a couple of years and if anybody if any of the listeners have lived in New York before you'll realize that you know 75% of the men that you meet happen to be Jewish so oh. I developed a certain affinity for Jewish <laughs> men when I when I lived in Manhattan and um that was kind of my type for a long time I was like yeah. I will only date a Jewish man because you know they love their mothers they love their families they're they love their like, rucola. Yeah, they love their rucola. I love the idea of like right you know, going to Shabbat dinner every Friday. Oh, Jewish but, men are where it's at. Respect. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So there is, um, there are obviously several Jewish dating websites, and there are, yeah, there's a few of them. Like there's a J Swipe, I believe, that is I the Tinder of, of <laughs> the of the Jewish dating, mm-hmm. but similar to the farmers only you don't actually have to prove that you're Jewish it's not like you need to like prove any blood lineage you basically just need to be 
again, an enthusiast. Yeah. Is your profile like Christian, but damn it, I love Shabbat. You know, <laughs> like, please swipe right. <laughs> I, oh, I, that's gosh. a good idea. I haven't created a profile yet, but I, I feel like that would be the next obvious step. There you go. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. So are you still into Jewish men or are you just like, you're, you're broadening your scope, um, if you will. So I did, I was into Jewish men for a very long time and I dated several of them. I like the idea of that, but um, I think converting would be a really difficult step that would take, that's like a lot of hoops to jump through. Sure. And I mean, if you're dating like a super Jewish guy, I have a tattoo and that would just be problematic. Oh. Like I can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Like there's all these things that- Wow, you have would- done your research. <laughs> you take this very seriously which i respect and i think all the listeners will as well oh my gosh i respect this so much if that's all we get clarity on is that you cannot be buried in a jewish cemetery with a tattoo you they explicitly do not allow you to have a tattoo that is fascinating right because of a good thing we like to bad thing we like to call the holocaust oh makes sense yeah i just had no idea though yeah, That's really well, interesting. Clarity. Brand them. Clarity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I guess, you know, just, you know, knowing a little bit what you're looking for, um, naturally, you know, we have to think about your deal breakers. So like, what are you not looking for? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I think that my deal breakers have probably evolved over the years. And I think that there are certain things that I would probably let go at this point mm. that I've been really hung up on before. Which we like to call on cocktails and clarity settling. Yes. Yes. Or just I've evolving. settled for things. I think we all have. The older you get, the more you're like, well, six four is my ideal height. You know, that's flexible. That's oh my flexible. Gosh. Eventually, like when I was still single, I got to the point where I was like, does he have a job? <laughs> and then I was like, okay. <laughs> Does he text me back? <laughs> Done? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think Does that he those... say hello when we're in the same room? Like, Is all he right. sleeping with less than three other people? Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with just tweaking. Yeah. Tweaking. Keep those standards high. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, but back to your deal breakers. <laughs> Um, I think that, I mean, I have, I have a few that I can probably call out that are pretty important. I think that mm-hmm. the first one is just really kind of not having your life together. Sure. Like if you, you know, We're refilling the wine, <laughs> if you hear that <laughs> subtle trickle, delicious Mason Cellars. Um, I think the idea of not having your life together and just not knowing what you're going to do in like six months, the need, the constant need to kind of like really think about where you're going to, where you're not necessarily where you're going to be, but like not knowing exactly what that next step is or like striving for something, but not really knowing what that is career wise. I think career-wise and sort of life-wise, I think, like, as I mentioned in terms of what I'm looking for as far as a next step is, like, I I would really like to probably get married in the next few years. So if somebody isn't really on the same page and if somebody is feeling like they just want to, like, up and move to London for you know, for however long, like I'm not necessarily going to be down with that. Right. Um, Quick tangent. Let's come back to this. How like Frank are you about wanting to get married in the next two years when you meet a guy? When does this come up in your conversations Um, with them? I think it just depends. I think that I, there are certain people that I feel like I can be really, really honest with. Mm -hmm. Like I'm dating somebody right now that is, like shout I, out <laughs> hey oh lucky lucky man that I feel like I can tell all of these things to and like he's very much on the same page about that what does he say specifically yeah me too totally yeah I mean I don't know I don't necessarily think that there's like a specific answer but like there's definitely a mutual feeling of like yes totally I'm very much in he's the same not running for the hills are. if you will. yeah okay. exactly and I think that there's certain guys that I've dated in the past that like I never would have even felt comfortable opening up like that too so mm-hmm. that's definitely something that right. is a positive very positive yeah, but so with Haley's question though I mean like in terms of the timeline of when mm-hmm. this comes up because I think a lot of people tiptoe around that subject mm-hmm. matter right because it's like oh I don't want to scare someone off so is it you know, date one, you're like, I'll have a glass of Sauvignon Blanc and I'd like children in three years. Like, where does that come yeah. up? Because I think that you've always been a very direct person, which Haley and I very much admire. So Love like, it. how how do you approach that? 
It's definitely nuanced. It's obvi- I'm obviously not going on my first date being like, hello, I've frozen my eggs. I'm ready <laughs> to go. I haven't frozen my eggs. Um, <laughs> but I not, do... Not ruling it out. <laughs> not ruling it out. But I do think that, like, just getting somebody's temperature around, like, all right, like, what how are you feeling about your job? Like, are you going to be moving in the next few years? Like, have you bought furniture that isn't from Ikea in your apartment that you're like maybe a little bit hesitant to get rid of really quickly? (laughs) Like, or like how quickly would you be able to like up and move to another country? Because there are certain people that are like, I could go tomorrow. Like for instance, if I needed to take on something like that, I would probably require at least a month to get my affairs in order. So I people are so mm -hmm. adventurous these days. It's annoying. Well, it's not crazy. everyone is a member of the Olympic Club like <laughs> our girl Xenia is it, now. I mean, the Olympic Club is definitely one way of putting <laughs> down roots. It's an exclusive gym that took you how long to get accepted into? Uh, about a year and a half. Oh, God. Uh, well, you're not going in anywhere. Which oh, no. I'll I chalk it up I to a win. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Any other deal breakers? Yeah. So, I mean, there was... I've definitely been kind of like the girl on dates that's like, oh, no, I don't have any deal breakers, whatever. I'm so cool and chill. Yeah, I'm like, so just go with the flow. (laughs) But um, I was on a date probably about a year ago. Yeah. And um, I, the gentleman explicitly asked me, like, point blank, do you have any deal breakers? And I think my answer was something like, I mean, no, like, I guess, like, unless you have, like, some children that you've secretly fathered, like, I don't have any deal breakers, like, I'm... Which, if they asked you that today, we'd be fine with. (laughs) Yeah, I think that actually would have turned into one of my, like, deal makers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But sure, continue. But, um, but I think with this guy, he asked me this, and I think he was actually fishing for something, which I totally didn't pick up on. And, um, so he goes to the bathroom, he doesn't really ask me, I don't ask him about his deal breakers, and then we leave the dinner that we're at in order to go to a concert. And then he kind of, like, takes my hand, and he's like, well, the reason that I asked you this question is because I sometimes smoke cigarettes. And what I didn't realize is that he didn't just sometimes smoke cigarettes, he always smoked cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) It was a constant thing that he always did. So he smoked cigarettes all the way to the concert, and then he smoked cigarettes maybe like 10 minutes into us getting there. We didn't even get through like the opening act. We saw one song of the band that was actually like what we were supposed to see, and then we spent the rest of the concert kind of like in that back area where all the smokers go. So <laughs> wow. I've always wondered about that area. <laughs> it's it's great. I mean, you make a lot of new friends there. Smokers are very friendly. But um, I, and of course, I had to pretend that like I was super chill and into it. And I think I like smoked three cigarettes myself and wanted to kill myself. Like I'm by so, the adaptable. End. <laughs> so adaptable. So adaptable. So, um, so yeah, I would say that smoking would yeah. be one of the deal breakers. After your three cigarette binge, mm-hmm. deal breaker. Yeah, deal breaker. So is that the only time that you've committed a deal breaker yourself or have you like ever also done that? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, have you found like over time that like things that used to bother you, you're now doing yourself? Um, I don't necessarily think that I have turned into a smoker as of late, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I do think that there are certain things that I do certainly that could um, come off as a deal breaker to some people. Um, there is a gentleman that I dated for probably maybe like a little bit after I moved back from New York to go back to San Francisco and things were going really well or so I thought. And there was, um, this one morning where things just were a little bit off Mm -hmm. and he, he took me home and basically he told me that we weren't really operating at the same tempo and that I was a little bit too high strung. Oh, (laughs) it's like taking a bullet. Yes, it was. And that really like, that really got to me because I felt like I was coming off as this like super cool laid back chick. And I think it was all kind of like a facade a little bit because I'm not, I'm not that girl at all. Like we all know that. Like if you think I'm high strung right now when I've been playing up this chill vibe for the last three months. I'm totally not chill. I think like there's certain situations where I can be chill, but like I had just moved back from New York. New York is like the opposite of a chill city. Like there's obviously a little bit Mm -hmm. of like high strungness there. And so, but that has really stuck with me and it's, really forced me to like 
take a chill pill sometimes when things don't go my way Mm -hmm. and like make a little bit more effort to be accommodating. Yeah. Something that Hannah and I talk about a lot and what we actually have been toying with the idea of doing an upcoming episode on is how we're all crazy as women, how in the beginning of relationships we try to, you know, sweep the crazy under the rug for um, up to six months. Yep. Um, And then eventually it all comes out. Do you feel, how good do you feel you are at like, pretending to be super cool and chill in the beginning and do you like let jealousy come out or do you um like look through their phone what are your craziest tactics um oh man I do I don't necessarily think I get jealous but my craziest tactics I think really kind of like come down to stalking so Mm, like sure of course that's just research that's not even stalking no everything about anyone they've ever met yes. like, or are friends with on Facebook yes. once we've hit like date number two. Like I'm all over that shit. Do you so. pre-stalk as well or only after? Um, I think it depends. I think mm-hmm. like sometimes it's not worth the time to pre-stalk. Yeah. Like stalking takes like, you know, a couple hours of your life. Yeah. And if you, if the first date isn't that great, like why would you waste all that time? Right. But like, I think once I'm really into somebody, then I'll definitely do Yeah, so you can just, like, refresh their Facebook and Instagram 15 times yeah, an hour exactly. to make sure there's no new my updates. Favorite, my favorite thing to do is to look at, like, the friend history of them oh. and, like, somebody that I think could be, like, an ex. Oh, like, when do they become friends Like, when do they become friends? Like, what kind of stuff are they posting on each other's walls? Oh, yeah. So that way I know, like, how long their relationship lasted, like, what they did together, how serious it was. Or once you start dating someone, this actually happened to me. Once you start dating someone and, like, you've gone on a couple of dates and Mm -hmm. then they become friends with a new girl. That happened to me. (laughs) And then, like, we started to fizzle soon after. And literally, he then married her. He oh. became friends with her. They dated for probably six months, and then he proposed yeah, to her. So and I watched the whole thing unfold. <laughs> Was this the person we met at the Giants, like, game yes! at Bullet? Yes! <laughs> Shout out to Colin. I hope you're very oh, happy. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's a really brutal. good reason to really watch out for those yeah, new yeah. girlfriends. Oh, I yeah. saw that shit coming. I yeah. saw it coming. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so to my, I mean, to your earlier point, I'm sure there's been like some crazy shit that I've done, but I try again with the facade that I put on initially. Yeah. It's really, I try to never be yourself. Lie about who you are. Exactly. Those are, that's mm-hmm. my mantra. That's those are, if I had to, if I had to give the listeners any tips, that's pretty much what <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I actually work with this guy that, um, when I first, like I was on like all the dating apps at, at that one stage and he's from Russia very very thick accent and he um basically like actually no I think he's from Russia (laughs) so anyways he like sat me down one time and was like asking me like how my dating app stuff was going and I like let him read all my messages I was like why not and he just like kind of looks at me he's like Hannah like uh, I think just like maybe don't be yourself and I was like I'm 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 sorry what excuse me and like I think he genuinely thought this was such like heartfelt advice because the next day like in line getting food at our cafeteria he like comes up he's like how's it working and I was like oh my god you actually think that that was appropriate to say to me (laughs) like and I was like well it's going well buddy thank you so much but you know it's hard you really have to kind of tweak some stuff there in the beginning yeah I mean I think that's really funny because um you know when I got out of a relationship probably like two months ago I turned to Hannah to help me with some um of my online dating approaches do you mean Haley Haley that's right. I was like, oh my I, god! I'm so I glad I was you helpful. Giving Hannah credit I, for um, <laughs> my generous help. I'm that's literally fair. looking at Haley and saying Hannah. That's, that's fine. Fair. That's fine. It was Haley who was helpful. <laughs> Haley who did all I the helping. I think I've been really helpful though. You well. have been helpful. <laughs> no, but anyways, continue. Um, so I was on this app, and it's this app where the girls have to approach approach the guys, and it's something oh, that Bumble. I, Our listeners yes. have heard a little bit about oh, yeah, that little from bit our, about from episode two. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Um, So, yeah, so I'm like, you know, Haley, what the fuck do I do? Like, I don't know what to say. And Haley's like, give me a couple minutes. I'll come up with the perfect opening line. (laughs) (laughs) And I forget what you said. Like, what were were your tactics? I just, well, I, I took the approach that I would take. I've never, sadly, unfortunately, never been on a dating app. And it's like my biggest goal in life. I think it's the coolest thing ever. And so I took the approach that I would have taken had I been 
the one with the dating account and just like took the sarcastic approach, like making fun of their pictures, like complimenting them in like an underhanded way. Like, and I thought I was hysterical, hysterical. I actually thought that the messages were amazing. I was like, I do, am. Could you have your phone? Should we pull one of them up? I mean, I don't, I think I like undown. Let me, yeah, let me yeah, pull yeah, one up should, while you tell you the story. Pull it up. Yeah. But basically like, um, Haley takes this approach where she's giving them a backhanded compliment. Like, you know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's there. She's asking them no questions about them. She's telling them, making fun of their picture, like, oh, haha, ha, like two pictures only. And <laughs> these guys are, um, well, first of all, none of them respond to me because they're all very, very offended. And I'm like, okay, oh this isn't God. working anymore. Okay, so. here's an example. Hey, Justin, I noticed you're holding a drink in four of your six photos. Good to know a very distinguished lawyer such as yourself still knows how to have a good time. <laughs> That's strong. I thought that, I thought that was that so didn't, And, and then, that didn't get a response? And then my other one was, hey, Peter, I like the photos you've chosen. Only two to keep it nice and simple. Great mix of professional and chill options. <laughs> How was your long weekend? And neither of them responded. Neither one responded. I was so offended. Producers, oh. thumbs up or thumbs down on those? I would say, oh. Sideways Side thumbs. thumbs. Oh. Sideways <laughs> thumbs. I'm sorry, but that beats any day of like, hey, how are you? Like, right? Oh. No, I agree. It totally beats, hey, how are you? But it's like with, hey, how are you? You're neutral. You kind of like only can go up from there. But I think somebody could take that in a, in a really wrong way. And I don't know. Like men are kind of sensitive. So I think it like <laughs> helps to boost their ego a little bit with the opening totally. line. Whatever. They weren't the right guy for they you. They weren't the right guys. They obviously didn't see the sarcasm in my, in my opening line. But Ugh. I think after that, I did a little bit of A-B testing and sort of started <laughs> to go with the sarcastic approach and then also the ask them about something in their profile approach mm -hmm. and maybe you know seek some commonality so and not tell them about their profile but ask them about their profile yeah like asking okay. questions <laughs> is generally a good bet i see you only have two photos why <laughs> as opposed to interrogation works too <laughs> as opposed to yeah. keeping it simple um well okay so once you've you've met you know these various men, like when it comes to the actual date itself, like, do you have, you know, dates that you particularly like? Is it, you know, a casual drink to get to know them? Is it, you know, dinner and a drink? Like kind of what, what's your go-to vibe or what do you enjoy the most from a, a first date perspective and, and kind of how does that look these days? Do you, you sound like you're a concert dater, which I find fascinating because there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. Exactly. Than a it's like a concert and some cigarettes <laughs> is all I need. <laughs> like, great. I do go to a lot of shows. Some of them are dates and some of them are not. Oh, um, right. Shows, not shows. concerts. Shows. Got it. Sorry. Embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I would say that like the best first date is definitely something that involves drinking. Yeah. I I feel like I'm a little bit more myself after I've had a glass of wine. So Absolutely. it really helps that, you know, this is the theme of the podcast as well. Oh, Quick check in on that. Drinking. Do your pregame your dates because we talked about that on a oh, past episode. Um, there have been occasions where I've pregamed my dates, yes. Okay, but it's yeah. it's more rare than it is the norm. Well, usually I'm coming from something else. Of so course I've you are. <laughs> You're such a socialite. So I will generally have already had <laughs> something. Do you have a date after this tonight? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like that's your first lie on this episode, but that's okay. Okay, so favorite dates. Anyway, so you so like yeah. things with alcohol. Yeah, so I like, I mean, I think the first date's always like, all right, you want to get some cocktails. You want to like get the conversation flowing, especially if somebody is like a little bit more shy. And then they're a little bit more receptive to me kind of like being my not I want kids in one and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually that's a little bit like that is taken a little bit better when you've right, had a few right. glasses of wine. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the first date is great when it's drinks. But one of the things that a few friends of mine, myself included, have sort of been talking about recently is this um, really like this trend recently where people are foregoing the traditional like dinner drinks dates. And they're actually kind of going for these adventure dates as like their second or third dates. OK, and tell us more. And I think that that's interesting because I'm just somebody who kind of like is generally up for anything. So I'm all about an adventure date. And when we t say adventure date, we would generally like say like, oh, it's like a full day somewhere like you're taking a road trip or maybe it's like a weekend away together. And I think it's a great opportunity to 
you know, of course, get to know each other and get to know kind of like the good and the bad and like figure out if that's something that you jive with. But it's also it can be a recipe for disaster yeah. <laughs> if, for instance, you don't really get along well with that person after like the first hour or so, then you're kind of like stuck with them on this adventure. Based on your facial reaction, it feels like you've been in that scenario. <laughs> Nothing's worse than not getting along an hour in. <laughs> Anything to shed some light on? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I do think that I've um, put myself into this situation because sometimes I don't always make the best decisions. But the story behind this is... Um, I was living in New York, and I met this guy who uh, was had just been visiting, and he was like somebody kind of like from my past. I'd known him like very, very early on in high school, but we weren't friends. So we met in New York, just kind of happenstance, and we started emailing back and forth. We basically had like this very – he lived in Seattle. I lived in New York. We had this like email – so Meg Ryan of you. Yeah, yeah. It was a very, like, you know, it could have been You've Got Mail. And um, I felt like I knew him so well. Like, we would have these just, like, endlessly long emails where we'd probably email back and forth like twice a day. So I knew and they're like everything about him. perfect. They and were like so the they were edited to the max. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. Um, so of course, after two weeks of this, I was in love. Yeah. Naturally. Having never spoken on the phone and only gotten together one time for one drink. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was feeling like, I was feeling a little bit bold. You're Shall like, we I'm say ready for a weekend trip? Yeah. <laughs> and I ask this gentleman, like, you know, I know this is a little bit out of, you know, left field, but my company's having this holiday party in New York. I know you live in Seattle, but um, would you be interested in going with me? Did you fly him out? No, he flew himself out. Okay, that's oh. good. That's good. Strong. Relieved. Relieved. Yeah. So, um, so he flies out from Seattle, and he's sort of like, I, you know, I should probably think about like my hotel situation. And I'm like, No, don't worry about it. You're just gonna <laughs> stay with me. Oh my God. Such a bold. boss bitch move. Yeah, I mean, taking I, care of your man in the street, basically. Cupcaking with no feelings. I definitely cupcaked a lot. <laughs> um, so he gets there. Like it's like the Thursday night before the party, which is on a Friday night. And it is just not what I'm expecting. Is it Um, an immediate, immediate letdown? Like instantly disappointed? Well, I think after like after all the email foreplay we'd had, yeah, that I was like thinking that like when he walked into the door, like I would immediately want to jump his bones. He's gonna like rip off your top and throw you against. I just that that's that was my whisper witty nothings into your ear. A hundred percent. That's what I wanted. Yeah, that's my worst fear. Is you've always known how to paint a picture. I should have been an adult author. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he gets there, and I'm just not feeling it. And I'm like, okay, well, shit. So he oh sleeps gosh. on the couch that night like Is a gentleman. Is this like a Friday that he gets in or it's Thursday? It's a Thursday. Okay. It's a Thursday that he gets in. Um, and I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to go in my room. And then we go to the party together. And it's just like, it's just one of those weekends that, like, I think we kind of go through the motions. We go mm-hmm. to, like, you know, do the whole ice skating in Central Park thing. We're like, walking around (gasps) sorry the wine the wine is that mason sellers makes a very sturdy bottle (laughs) Woo! continue ice skating yes this this is a pivotal moment in the story um anyway it was it just didn't it didn't not go as planned and i think that like because he didn't have an exit strategy and I kind of felt like I like needed to make him have Mm -hmm. a good time. It was just not a very good experience. Like for me, I think he had a great time. He didn't realize anything was going wrong and like definitely was very confused when I didn't want to, you know, marry him immediately after that. But so um, you didn't give him like a pity bone. Oh, there were there were many pity bones. Oh, there were. There were. <laughs> oh my god, the plot thickens. Yeah. There, I think At what point were you like, "Fuck it, he flew all the way here." I think that was the second night. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, respect. I would have done the same, honestly. Like, well, uh, I think we went ice skating. Pity bone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that like Bought you know pretzel, your opinion of somebody bone. can change after the bone. <laughs> pretzel was weird. Oh yeah. So oh, you were trying to bone your way into happiness. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking like, sure. okay, well, you know, he flew all the way out here and we haven't had sex yet. So maybe like 
after he gives me this amazing orgasm, maybe like my mind will change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. And so, no, no, didn't. Which happen. it didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, adventure dates are out then. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the safe, um, safe wine bar dates from now on. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Honestly, um, as someone who prefers to be sedentary, I agree with you and I would always choose a non-adventure date. Mm-hmm. How many dates a week are you going on? Um, I think it just depends. Like if I'm like really single or if I'm seeing somebody. Yeah. Um, I think at my most single stage, I would probably go on three or four dates a week. Wow. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, track everything in my spreadsheet. I'm Wait, are you kidding? You did it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you repeat the same outfit over and over and over? That's what I would do. I would wear the same outfit four times that week. Like always have a first date outfit. Um, I, that is a good question because I do have, um, like, I think that there's, there's certain first date outfits that you kind of go to. I think I mix it up a little bit cause I don't mm-hmm. like to wear the same shit over and, and over. And you're dating so often, you're probably literally just coming from work. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. If you're at work every single day, it's like, Ooh, you yikes. just have to like, look top notch every single day <laughs> at the office. Xenia's yeah. wore the same thing Monday through <laughs> Thursday. Like, I hope everything's okay on Your the home coworkers front. are probably like, that bitch looks so good. Put like, so put together every single day. And you're like, well, I'm actually going on another first date after this. Yeah. yeah and they're not, I mean, I, I definitely like, I give people a shot. Like I'm not going on a lot of first dates, but yeah. it's just like, it just depends on, it depends on the stage that I'm at. Like I think right now where I am, I'm not going on yeah. any first dates. It just sort of, it, I, but I do think that when I'm really like hitting the dating scene, there's a lot of first dates happening. And mm-hmm. how quick are you like to decide about a first or second date? Cause I feel like you've always been someone that like you give people the benefit of the doubt of like, you know, it was okay. I'd go on a second date. Like, is that still pretty typical? Or would you say that like you over time got really good at being like, yes or no. Your first to second date ratio yeah. is what we're looking for. Exactly. A number, a percentage. First second, I would say 50%. 50%. Okay. Okay. 50%. And Respectable. It's, yeah. And it's because, I've cut out the non-Jews. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting out the non-Jews. You, I mean, you, as, as long as you cut out the deal breakers and yeah. you, mm-hmm. you know, really filter for the people that don't have their shit together, then you're good to go. That you got a second date. Do you have physical qualities that are important to you? Um, I think that that's kind of like, sort of like a debacle that I'm having right now. Cause like mm. my ex was somebody who was just like, kind of like really tall and foreign. And that was something that he was tall and foreign. Yeah, He was tall and foreign. And I, that's sort of a physical type that I was very attracted to. And now I'm kind of like, okay, do I want that again? Um, but ultimately no, like I've never really been a heightist. I don't really care if somebody is of a certain ethnicity. Dad or- bod. Yes or no. Oh, great question. Uh, I can't get down with the dad bod. No, mm. no. Okay. I think mm. I work out all the time. Like I need somebody to also take care of themselves. Right. Yeah. So something that Haley and I like to talk about every now and then, which um, I think you're familiar with the concept as well, the lightning and fungus theory. Are you, are you familiar? Oh. Cause I'll explain it for the yeah, listeners yeah, really quickly. Explain it. I do remember this. Um, I remember the story, but you'll have to. So uh, for our listeners, this is something that's a quick, just categorization exercise. Um, so you can either be a lightning or a fungus person. If you're a lightning person, you instantly know if you're into someone, it's like, yep, I want to pursue this or definitely not. So those are going to be the people that like really know how to cut it after a first date or not. And then there's the fungus people. And if you're a fungus person, it means that people eventually grow on you. So when you're thinking about combinations of people, lightning, lightning, pretty quickly that we're going to know if it's going somewhere or not. Lightning fungus, Nice combo. That's kind of the sweet spot because lightning's going to pursue fungus and eventually fungus will be like, all right, I guess. But like, it's not like too overpowering. You don't move right. too quickly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fungus fungus is where you really get into an issue, right? Because it's just so slow moving that all of a sudden it's been a year. It's like, are we dating? You know what I mean? It's just like, cause I'm starting to get gray hairs and so are you, <laughs> but I think I might like you. Like, <laughs> this is a weird feeling, you know? So what, what would you, I mean, again, you don't have to always be like notoriously the same thing. Um, but would you say that you typically are, are more of a fungus or a lightning? So that's a really great question. It's very timely. Um, I'm definitely 
I've normally been a lot more of a lightning person because mm. I think in the past I've looked for somebody based on like specific qualities like Jewish do they get along and are they Jewish yes 100% yeah I'm in or like do we get along and did they used to be a college athlete like yes <laughs> totally um at this point I'm I think the fungus theory is really one that one would apply to maybe somebody that's looking for like a little bit more of a long-term relationship where you're not necessarily choosing somebody based on their qualities or based on like this like magical thing that you're looking for and maybe thinking more uh, specifically about like how does this person fit into my life long-term and that takes a little bit longer to determine than just like a few dates and maybe that's kind of like why you might want to take it slow but I've definitely I'm a very impatient person so I've never been a big fan of like taking a year and figuring it out I'm like (laughs) I want to know now sure yeah absolutely totally totally Mm -hmm. fair makes sense um well just to like ask one last question you've been Mm -hmm. such a fabulous guest so far (laughs) um just because you know again we have parental controls on our you know podcast so we might as well you know just get a little those yeah exactly (laughs) milk Um, it for all it's worth so I feel like you know given any type of dating track record, everyone has those skeletons in their closet of those really just peak embarrassing things that have happened to them. So I would love to just, you know, let's get raw, share with our listeners, top embarrassing dating moment or story. Oh oh man. Yeah, this is, um, well, I don't have a lot, fortunately, but there is one that really sticks out in my head. And the reason why it sticks out in my head is because our friend Pete, shout out to Pete. Shout out Pete. <laughs> this is He's his- the other half of the marriage that's happening. Yes. <laughs> to the happy couple. So thank you, Pete, for proposing and letting us get bridesmaids dresses. <laughs> Shout out to Pete. So this is Pete's favorite story to tell about me. And um, the plot is basically that I was living in New York, but I was basically about to move back to San Francisco. So I was kind of having like a, you know, YOLO, whatever (laughs) (laughs) situation. And um, I'm at this, um, I'm, I'm at a Super Bowl party and um, sports, sports, very much into sports. And I'm having a little bit too much of a good time. (laughs) I'm enjoying the company. I invite Pete and Kate, the other half of the marriage, (laughs) to come and join me for this party. And everybody's having a great time. And I have really been overserved. So um, I hate it when that happens. And I'm talking to this like really cute guy. I'm having a great time. And all of a sudden, I feel like I need to run to the bathroom because I'm going to get very sick. And the problem with this party is that. It, it was held in this kind of like very large loft space in Tribeca and this building was huge and I'm like I can't even find the bathroom so the, by the time I get to the bathroom it's like at the very end of the hallway I'm like fuck and then I can't find the toilet and finally when I get to the toilet I obviously like miss everything oh, and I get no. sick all over the bathroom and all of a sudden I'm just like fuck what do I do how do I get like out of this situation and there is no paper towels no like toilet paper of course there's, there's no not. cleaning supplies in this bathroom whatsoever so I'm just kind of like in this conundrum of like uh, okay no. like do I tell somebody so of course my next like my gut reaction is like I need to call an Uber and just like <laughs> evacuate <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Are there a lot of people still there at this point? Yeah, yeah. Pete, Kate, everybody's still there. Everyone's it's like there. the I think it was um I don't even remember who was playing. It was the Niners versus somebody, but the Niners lost. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um and so I call an Uber <laughs> and I text Pete. I'm like, hey, need to leave immediately. <laughs> Meet me at the front door. <laughs> So um, we leave hastily saying, like, just goodbye really quick to everyone. Is there anyone waiting for the bathroom when you dart out? Fortunately, there's nobody waiting for the bathroom. Oh, thank God. That would have really thrown a wrench in things. So then we're in the car, and, you know, they're taking me home. And this guy texts me being like, hey, like, really good to meet you tonight. But we noticed that you um, made a little bit of a mess in our bathroom. (laughs) We were wondering if maybe you could um, PayPal us some money for for the maid. 
Oh I love God. that it's PayPal too, just to really. It's, this is yeah. 2013. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm and I'm so embarrassed, and I'm like, of course, like I'm so so sorry that we left. I didn't know what to do. Like, pay, I will PayPal you anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> Did and you so, ever try to deny it? No, no, no. no. There's no. That was really it. It's just like it was just this moment of guilt oh. that I couldn't help but just like admit to. Um, but the funniest thing is like I after I text him this, he doesn't respond. Like he doesn't say anything. And he texts me in the morning and is like, actually, you know what? Don't worry. Forget about the PayPal. Um, you know, would you like to grab a drink instead sometime? <laughs> oh, hell <laughs> What yeah. a turnaround. That's what's up. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Wow. I think he just totally changed his mind. So he was sort of like my last kind of guy that I hung out with. He's like, this chick knows how to party. <laughs> so just because I'm still having a hard time visually, like, was this like kind of like a like I'm, I'm picturing like kind of a sprinkler move where it's just like, like, but that's like chunks of puke coming out of your mouth. Like what color if you're is asking puke? for a cleaning person? Like you've done more than like, oops, like toilet seat instead of toilet, like, you know, bowl, you know what I mean? Like how much did you projectile vomit is what I'd like. Well, one of the things that I would like to point out is that the bathroom was very difficult to navigate. It was kind of an L shape. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And it was like, I thought that I had, I thought that I had found the toilet, but it was still like to the left a little bit. So you just spray the wall in (laughs) like a circular motion, (laughs) like a sprinkler. (laughs) Yeah. It was really not my best moment, but it was, um, a good story. That is a really good story. And you got a date out of it. Well done you. Well done you. Um, well, I feel like we've we've taken up probably a good chunk of our listeners' time. This has um, been so been fun. Amazing. I'm so glad Anything you came. Else to add or any? You feel no. good? I mean, I feel like have I've you just, told enough of your story? Yeah, yeah I've told your so soul. many stories, and I mean, hoping that the listeners all want to date me now. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Absolutely, forget dating apps. Just come on, cocktails and clarity. We have done a lot of market research. Males are 13 percent of our listeners, so one to two You're might luck. come a knock. <laughs> um, well, I mean, again, thank you so much. You've been fantastic. Should we um, tell the listeners how you. to find you? Instagram. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> My name is kind of hard to spell, but yeah, you can tell them how to find me. I think Xenia N, X-E-N-I-A-N. Find her, follow her, (laughs) respect, and follow us at Cocktails and Clarity. Absolutely. Well, thanks for tuning in. And again, as always, you can, you know, email email us at cocktailsandclarity no one's gonna email us no one's gonna email us (laughs) you can follow us on instagram or now on itunes and um now that we're a very impressive podcast on itunes we're still taking sponsorships thank you for that all (laughs) right thanks so much everyone and thank you xania bye guys